Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to Willard and Diz. Take it away, Mark. Yeah, Mark, (laughs) take it away. Hey, was I the only one who was encouraged by that Steph Curry update yesterday? He's right where I exactly... sat here. Of course you were encouraged. Well, no, I I said on Monday, you weren't here. It's unfortunate, but as a holiday, I mean. We based this solely on reading tea leaves. Steph had already said he wasn't going to be back for this game. He goes, right, right remember right. before the All-Star break, he's like, it's not going to be the first game. And then, um, and then, don't they play again tomorrow night? They play again tomorrow night? So I was like, they got well, three games in four nights. Right, so I go, if, if, uh, if, Two weeks ago, he can tell you it's not going to be the Laker game, but it's not going to be the next night either. So let's eliminate those. And then we looked at it. I go, there's a six-game stretch where the Warriors um, are, are playing some pretty weak opponents. They play a lot of games, but it's some pretty weak opponent. And it's right out of the gate here, starting tonight, their next six games. And uh, and I then, then after that, there's a 10-game stretch where you're talking about elite opponents like eight of the 10 games. Starting and, with Milwaukee. And it starts, well, yeah, next Sunday, I think there's a game again against the Lakers. Is that right? On correct, March, correct. March 5th. Yeah. I said, that's the one I'm going to circle. I think that's it as long, and it's not meaning he's, maybe he returns before that. But I go, that's the one that if I'm a Warrior fan, I'm, I'm worried. I want him back in that game. And, and At a ramp- L.A. Yes. a week from Sunday. And that ramps up to what? It's like Milwaukee and Phoenix. Well, and OKC a bunch of- first. Yeah. Then it's at Memphis, home for Milwaukee and Phoenix. Yep. And then it's a five-game trip at the clip joint, at Atlanta, whatever. At Memphis, yep. at Houston, whatever. At Dallas. And then it's Philadelphia at home, Minnesota yeah. at home, yeah. the Pelicans at home. It's a bit of a gauntlet so in terms of opponents. There's only two games in there where you're like, okay, they can probably, you hope, handle those. There's a lot of back-to-backs. Is Clay going to play those? Back-to-back we don't, at Atlanta and yeah, Memphis. Don't have the answer to that yet. He played the one back-to-back, but it was because he was going into a nine-day break. So for me, I circled March 5th. I would love for Steph to be back by then. I heard Dalton Johnson say on the morning show he thinks maybe the game before that, the March 3rd game against New Orleans, but somewhere in there. And I thought yesterday's update sort of points to that. And if that's the case, I'll take it. The Stephless Warriors, in my opinion, should be able to go at minimum 3-3, and if not 4-2 and over the next six, even without him. Yeah, it, it should I be. Think tonight's key. So tonight is a game where the Lakers are absolutely ramped up and rested, and they need this game more than the Warriors. John Ireland joined us, and I think he's spot on with that. So let's just say the Lakers get you tonight in L.A., which I don't know what the number is, but the Lakers are probably favored by six they're and a half. Probably favored, and I yeah, they're... I would say it's six. Okay, six, thank you. Yeah, I had it six and, and I didn't even know. I'm and, just guessing. And when we were saying this a few days ago about the Stephless Warriors, we weren't necessarily thinking it would also be the Wigginsless Warriors. Correct. And I don't know how long that will be, but we do know he won't be there tonight. Which... So tomorrow, second half of a back-to-back with Houston in town, and I wonder about Clay Thompson and his ability to play tomorrow question. without yeah. Steph. And without Wiggins, I would guess that Clay is able to play tomorrow mm. coming out of the All-Star break in the second half of a back-to-back. But even if Clay doesn't play, you should beat Houston without Steph, Clay, and Wiggins. Well, I mean, I, I, it's not that I disagree with Houston you. Houston wants to lose. I know, but think about what you just said. Like, if Clay can't play on the back-to-back, this pretty quickly turns into the team that we see on load management night. True. It's like load management plus Draymond. Tomorrow, but and, that, and team, that, that team, team plays, plays pretty well. They play. Yeah, they, they do. play. They play. They're plucky. They're plucky. Uh, sorry, Christy. The lovely Christy hates lovely when Christy we go plucky. Just turn the radio off. But then we said lovely Christy, and she likes that. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully and then it's Minnesota Sunday in Portland on a Tuesday. 
even if you split those, I think you can win both of those. The Clippers at home is a tough one. The Pelicans on the second half of a back-to-back. I think you can go three and three in the next six. I don't four and two to me feels a little bit like a reach, especially considering where we are in terms of no Steph. We don't know about Wiggins, oh. and you have two back-to-backs, Mark, in the next six. I hear you. I don't Again, think Clay plays all six of these games. I agree. When I said that, I definitely was was considering Wiggins to be in. And, and, and at some point, he may not make any of them. I have no idea. Right, he's out tonight for so personal I would, reasons. I would assume he's out tomorrow too. Uh, I would guess. I, I mean, you have no idea. We have no idea. And so, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe three and three does sound more realistic. It needs to be at least that because of the gauntlet that you mentioned that they're going to enter into right after that. So, uh, it's going to get real tough here, and, and therefore, it's sort of too dramatic. Um, performances here at the same time because one of them is two plays inside inside one season because they get 24 games left yeah so we're playing the like okay can you do it can you run to the playoffs can you get the six seed can you get the seven seed can you get the eight seed uh what 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 can you do here with these remaining 24 games and then there's also the bigger picture that awaits and john ireland just said and i agree with him i think you do too Yes, these two things are connected. One affects the other, but they are not the same thing, which is to say what is happening at the organizational level while these next 24 games unfold. Do they end up in the playoffs? Do they make noise in the playoffs? Where does this go? But when it's all over, does Draymond Green opt out? I still find this so wildly under-discussed because of its actual importance. How are we here almost to March and everyone's just shrugging their shoulders at Bob Meyer's contract. How is this not question one every night over at Chase Center right now? It's a huge deal that's going to have a major ripple effect. So again, here's Monty Poole talking about, and this is Damon and Ratto yesterday, Monty Poole talking about Kerr, Curry, and Myers, and how that contract affects all three. Bob Myers up front in the front office there, you know, he's, he can leave. He can, if he decides to leave and he just might, uh, that changes everything because the Warriors have built themselves around the triumvirate of Bob Myers, Steph Curry, and Steve Kerr. If any one of those three guys leaves, the whole dynamic changes. Everything changes. And so, and the other two guys, all three of those guys know that. That if any one of them leaves, it changes everything. It's an odd situation for owners because you know we were talking about on the changeover. It's a players' league, right? So like the effort is usually there to be like, well, don't tick off LeBron, don't upset Steph. Well, if Bob leaving would upset Steph, you start to wonder, okay, why is Bob not signed? Is this because Bob doesn't want to sign yet, or is it because Joe hasn't? Put the offer in front of Bob that Bob wants. It's one of the two. It's it's either or. If and it's the Joe one, then like, come on, Joe. Well, don't upset Steph, right? Yes and no, because Steph is under contract. So, yes, you don't want to upset Steph, but at what point do you want to change the course of what you want to do as Joe Lacob in order to appease a star who is going to be 35 in March. And so let's say Bob wants a five-year contract and he wants to be the highest paid GM in basketball. And this is all hypothetical. You're Joe Lacob and you're thinking, you know, I would love to have one of my sons take over the reins of this team sooner rather than later. So maybe you don't want to give Bob five years or maybe you want to give Bob less money than what Bob wants. And so Bob doesn't want to sign because he says his value is up here. And Lakeup has never gone on the cheap in everything, in anything. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that money is the sticking point. But maybe the sticking point is Joe Lakeup wants to begin to turn the keys to the kingdom over to someone else. You better be careful. No, totally. Because uh, Joe Lacob is an owner who is now beloved, but he's also the one of the six. And when we talk about the six, the big Lacob, Myers, Myers Kerr. Kerr, Steph, Clay, Dre. All right, Lacob is the one that we will just turn on in a heartbeat. If you do something that we don't like. But he's the most untouchable of the six. Right. He owns he's, the damn he's the thing. the owner and he deserves all the credit in the world. But if you break this up and it looks like the reason you broke it up is because you want your son to have the GM job, 
holy hell. It's risky. Watch how fast this market is like, uh, excuse me? So no, I'm I, with you. I know I'm what you're you saying. You can't just appease a player who might be gone in four years. But then again, yeah, you can because he's the greatest athlete in the history of the city. So, like, be careful. And then there's this. Then there's this. Bold take. Well, you just said it's not money, right? Maybe it's relationship. I've never heard this before. I want you to listen real closely now to what Monty Poole said yesterday. I love Monty. Monty's fantastic. Listen to how he presents the Bob Myers, Joe Lacob relationship. Bob has a tough job. I mean, Joe Lacob is not easy to work for at times. And so that's, to me, Bob's future being up in the air as it is now, you would think that after they won the surprise championship last year, that would have been the time to, you know, make amends. Hey, Bob, good job, and give him a bump. Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some, I won't say nerves, but there is some concern within the Warriors that this could, this could be the last dance, that this could be it for them because not all three of those guys are, are guaranteed to come back last next year. And if Bob were to leave, I know Steve will be devastated, and I know Steph will be, he will be unhappy. <laughs> he will not like that. Yeah. And so that's why some pressure's on Joe to figure this thing out. Did you hear him say after the surprise championship that would have been the time to make amends? Give him a bump. Make amends? Is there some sort of breakup argument here that we don't know about? I don't know if make amends what was are we necessarily making amends for. Right. I don't know if it's if make amends was exactly the way and again, maybe he but needs maybe to make it amends. Is. Maybe. Maybe make amends is accurate, but I think what Monte was saying that I heard him say is that that would have been the time to give Bob a bump and say, you know what, Bob, this is an unexpected championship. You have been the architect of a lot of this. I know he didn't draft Steph Curry, so some people want to criticize Bob, whatever. Bob Myers has been the GM or the president of basketball ops through this dynasty. That would have been the time to say, you know what, Bob, here's four years and $30 million as a thank you contract. You're the man, and we want you here through the end of Steph Curry. And when that doesn't happen... And then Bob Myers joins us preseason and says, let's just enjoy this season. That tells me that, you know, maybe Bob Myers is closer to the dream on camp in terms of I wanted to be made whole and you didn't make me whole. And so now maybe Bob wants to opt out. So this is what I was getting at earlier when I'm like, doesn't this feel like there's so much going on below the surface that we don't know about? Shout out to Mr. Ray Area himself, Alan Stiles and Monty Poole. Because I literally want to play this again. I find this to be one of the most interesting sound clips we have heard all year on 95.7 The Game. So if you were just driving around, somebody called you, I don't know, there's a kid in the back seat, it's ski week, whatever the hell you got going on. I'm at, dial in and listen to this again. Bob has a tough job. I mean, Joe Lacob is not easy to work for at times. And so that's, to me, Bob's future being up in the air as it is now, you would think that after they won the surprise championship last year, that would have been the time to, you know, make amends. Hey, Bob, good job, and give him a bump. Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some, I won't say nerves, but there is some concern within the Warriors that this could, this could be the last dance, that this could be it for them because not all three of those guys are, are guaranteed to come back last next year. And if Bob were to leave, I know Steve will be devastated, and I know Steph will be, he will be unhappy. <laughs> he will not like that. Yeah. And so that's why some pressure's on Joe to figure this thing out. I've never heard it put this way. Well, and and think I, about the end of that. Steve would be devastated. Devastated. And Steve has one more year, and Steph would be disappointed. Uh, unhappy. And, I mean, yes, Steph would be disappointed and unhappy. What's Steph going to do? Is Steph going to demand a trade at that point? Steph's got more power than anybody. He's Steph. Correct. So Bob leaves, and Bob sits out a year or whatever. Steve Kerr, into his last year, announces, you know what? I'm looking to go elsewhere. And Steph is disappointed. What then with your organization? Draymond opts out. Bob decides to take a year off. Steve Kerr makes it clear he's done coaching after his contract runs out. Hey, Steph, you're left holding the bag for your final three years. 
what then yeah. of this team? Right. And Man. and so so this goes to something, and I thought, you know, fun question that Kyle brought up a couple days ago, even like, this Warrior Dynasty can have a soft landing or it, it can crash into the ground. And that matters to fans. We're all prepared for the end. How could you not be? But is it a soft landing or do people walk out of here flipping birds and putting on other jerseys? Yeah. And that's going to matter. So you got to really be careful here with the way that you finish this thing off. And I've never heard it put that way. Like, I'll say this. I would have assumed through the last 12 years that there were all kinds of high-level egomaniac fights behind closed doors. How could there not be? That's just, that comes with this kind of territory. When you're in this kind of a fishbowl, this much ego, this much success, this much attention, like a rock band, like a company, like, you know, Leo DiCaprio in, uh, in you know, why am I forgetting the movie where he's... Wolf of Wall Street. Thank you, Wolf of Wall Street. There's, that's, it's going to be high-level screaming and going crazy behind closed doors. That's the way this works. But I've never heard it put that way where, A, you need to make amends or the thought that maybe over the last two years, and I would imagine Wiseman is probably involved in this conversation, that on some level, Joe Lacob is, A, hard to work for. Has to be. And, and B, probably has had some pretty big-time disagreements directly with Bob about how to structure and restructure this thing. He called this championship a surprise championship. Which it was. So again, I'm gonna again now we're making assumptions, but it's like, okay, if the Wiseman and down years with injuries experience led to a lot of different opinions about how to rebuild, I bet it did. And then you win a title, that would have been the time, sounds like Monty's saying, for Joe to be like, Bob. My man. Yeah, exactly. You were right. But he didn't. Yeah. And 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 so are the egos going to overwhelm this thing on the way out the door? I think that would be really bad for the fan base. I don't know if it's ego as much as it might be burnout. Because what Monty said in that cut that we've played a couple times, and it's a great cut, and Monty Poole knows more about the Warriors than most people, Joe Lacob is hard to work for. You cannot be that successful as an owner and not be difficult to work for. Joe Lacob is demanding, he's exacting, and he has built a structure that has won. Now, it's not to give Joey Lightyear's more credit than he deserves, but he's put together a winning organization. Think about Chris Cohan and where we were. Joe Lacob buys the team for about $400 million, and it's now worth 10x. It's now worth $4 billion, and probably if he wanted to sell it, he could get $5 billion. He might get $6 billion. This thing has exploded in value since he's owned it. And he's done that because he is, quote, hard to work for. And I think about the Draymond Green quote, Mark, after they won the championship last year. And Draymond famously said, can Bob Myers get some blanking credit? And I wonder if that isn't telling Good pull. in terms of like how they all feel about Bob Myers. You mentioned soft landing or hard landing. A soft landing for this, the end of this would be, no matter what happens this year, Draymond opts in, Clay plays his last year, and they come out next year and say, you know, Draymond and Clay both say, guys, this is going to be our last year together. We're going to give it one more shot. And Bob Myers is one more year. Steve Kerr is one more year. And Steph Curry is going to be here as the last man standing. That would be a soft landing. The opposite of a soft landing would be Bob Myers doesn't get re-signed and he goes as the GM in Orlando. And I love to pick Orlando. Bob is the president of the basketball ops in Orlando. Draymond opts out and signs with the Lakers and goes on his podcast and says, Joe Lacob blanked this whole thing up. And Steve Kerr says, you know what? I don't want to coach my last year. You can eat my contract. I'm out. Clay Thompson, I, I, I want to be traded. Steph Curry, oh, I got a knee flare-up. I'm out for the year. That would be an awkward hard landing. Well, and what if I asked it to you this way? Like, of the big six, whose reputations are untouchable? Steph Curry. Okay, Steph. How about Clay? Pretty untouchable. Okay, how about Draymond? His reputation is already what it is. So his reputation is very touchable. Draymond Green can come out at the end of the year. Let's say they lose the play-in game mm -hmm. and they're out. Draymond can say, I'm opting out. I'm done here. Uh, here are my four rings. See ya. 
his reputation is already cemented. He's okay. a forever warrior. He's a legend, no matter what he does. And he, but he does already. He already has some fans who are kind of against him in, exactly. in, in ways that n not toward the other two. And 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 his exit, if there is one. Um, sure, it, it could rub some people the wrong way, but I, I am also with you. But the people it's he rubs cemented. the wrong way, he could never turn those people back Probably. to where, oh, Draymond. Probably. You know, you're well, beloved. You're, you're one of those people, aren't I know, you? I love what he's done in the court, right, okay. but his his antics, I cannot <laughs> suffer through his antics. Um, or Steve I'm Kerr. conflicted on Draymond Green. Steve Kerr. He's a made man. Right. I don't think there's anything he can do to sully his reputation he won four championships here. What has the guy won? He's won nine of the last 26 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's won like one fourth of the last 36 titles. He's been a part of them. Bob Myers. He's he's untouchable to me. And that's some people, you know, want no, I'm rip, with you. Some I'm people rip Bob yeah, Myers, no. whatever. He didn't get a big man last year. Exactly. You've done nothing time. in the yeah. buyout market. Yeah. You got schooled with this James Wiseman deal. Well, we'll see. He's untouchable. All right. Joe Lacob. To me, he's untouchable. But when you look at, you know, 12 years from now, if this team reverts back to a Kohanian Golden State Warriors where... Well, it won't hey, do that. Like, I don't think that's in Joe Lacob's makeup to be Kohanian. It's a nice word, by the way. Thank you. That's a good new word. Well, let's say that Draymond opts out, and so you go into next year, and you can't replace Draymond's salary. Yeah. So now you've got... Wiggins, who is closer to K-Wig than he is two-way Wig. Steph at 35. Clay Thompson in a walk year. Jordan Poole and a bunch of youngsters. You're not a very good team next year. You're not a championship contender. So is he untouchable or not? Like, I get I what you're so, saying. I think so, because I look at things from a broader perspective. Right. So but I, I think there's a floor. There's a very high floor with all of them. These six are going to be the names we talk about first when it comes to a dynasty in the greatest warrior era that we've ever known, and and gosh, it rivals what the 49ers of the '80s did, and 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 the Giants of 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 you know a decade plus ago for sure, uh, if not more. So yes, there's a very high floor for all of them, but make no mistake that as you go from the floor up, the first name you're going to get to is Joe Lacob. Make no mistake, and the reason for that is simply because of what his job is. He's the owner. He's a billionaire. It makes him easy to hate. Yeah. That's just the way it is in life. We're never going to feel like Joe Lacob is touchable. You're never going to be like cruising around Safeway and grab an autograph or you're never or you're not going to watch him put the ball in he doesn't give you the memories of 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 Steph and a, and a and a wing 3 in Boston. So if this thing lands wobbly and and like I said earlier, it feels like you did dirty members of the the other big five, and you did them dirty, and then you elevate your son to GM, and then this thing you're barely a playoff team in right. four years. Oh 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 oh, they'll turn. Oh, they'll turn. Of course they will. But people uh, will turn, Ray. Yes, people, people will, will most turn. definitely turn. And it all depends on what happens to the players for whom you have turned your back. If Bob Myers decides, great run, I'm good on being a president of basketball ops and a GM. I'm going to go be a dad. Okay, what could Joe Lacob have done? Not a thing. Steve Kerr, I, I made my bones as a player, as a GM, and as a coach. I'm good. I'm going to go chill in San Diego. I'm out of the association. And what can Joe Lacob do? Nothing. Draymond Green goes on to play in Detroit four more years and never makes another playoff appearance. Oh, you might have gotten that one right. Clay Thompson goes to L.A. and becomes a sixth or seventh man and plays out his career. That's fine. <laughs> Steph Curry ends his years as a warrior and never goes to the playoffs again. Well, it was a good run. It just depends on what these players and GMs and coaches do elsewhere. If Bob goes somewhere else... And immediately becomes a president of basketball ops and says, yeah, I mean, Joe didn't want to pay me, so I had there to come to Cleveland. See? And Steve Kerr goes and coaches the fill-in-the-blank team and makes them – he goes to San Antonio and replaces Popovich. And when Benyama becomes his centerpiece and San Antonio is now the sauce, it depends on what these people do elsewhere as to how we feel about Joe Lacob. It's why I said about, you know, the whole Kyle Shanahan 49ers Trey Lance thing yesterday. It's why I called now a moment of honesty. Because you get honest a year later, right? 
when Garoppolo's run in the playoffs is done, it's like, okay, here's what was actually going on with this thumb in his shoulder. That you're going to get honest a year from now or two years from now or whatever it is when you look back on the end of the dynasty. And then documentaries get made and all of that, just like the actual Last Dance. It's all brought to you by AC Transit. We're going to circle back to this a little bit later. Included in it will be what Monty Poole said about Draymond's potential decision coming up. But also coming up next, Derek Klassen is going to hop on for a few. He's with the Bleacher Report, New York Times Sports, really good on the NFL. Wait until you hear what his opinion is on Trey Lance versus Brock Purdy. We're going to get to that. Continue with your phone calls at 888 This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. 957-9570 on Willard and Dips. This is Kevon Looney. Welcome back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Take it away, Mark. Yeah, Kevon, a rock. Welcome to The Rock. Kevon Loney and the Warriors back in action tonight right here on 95.7 The Game. And truly, I, I like injected into my veins. I feel like there's been no sports, especially because the one major sporting event since the Super Bowl was the worst sporting event I've ever watched in my entire life. That would be the NBA All-Star Game on Sunday. Jesus. Man, give us a game that I want to watch in the Warriors and Lakers tonight. <laughs> It's definitely it. But we talk about, like, how will the Warriors run end? We saw how the NBA All-Star Game ends. It's over. Oh, God. That's it. I agree with you. I, it won't be. It's going to take a period of time for them to right. figure it well, out. Because the Pro Bowl, we got to a point where, ah, oh, they should do away with the Pro Bowl. And now they've done away yeah. with the Pro Bowl. But, like, the All-Star Game moves has probably already got a city, a host city next year. And, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, there's hotel rooms that have been booked. I wonder so, if, if I'm Adam Silver, what I would say to the players, I'd say, you know what? If you, if you want to have an All-Star break, you want a week off, you got to try in my game. If not... Bye-bye, All-Star break. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Um, a lot more on this NBA and Warriors bone, and so we're going to be doing that coming up in just about 10 to 12 minutes, but also want to welcome in Derek Klassen. He is at QB Class on Twitter. He is Bleacher Report, New York Times Sports, and great quarterback content. Derek, welcome to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. How you doing? I'm doing great today. How are you guys? And we're doing great, man. Super curious for you to lay out for us your read on Trey Lance slash Brock Purdy and the 49er QB situation this offseason. 
I mean, for me, it's just you don't you can't really invest as much as you did in Lance and not give him a, a proper shot at the starting job. I probably expect them to battle it out because you know Purdy did play fairly well, but I feel like they just drafted Lance to change the mold of what the Shanahan offense is because previous to him. Um, it was a lot of guys who were kind of standard pocket passers, weaker arms. They kind of only threw over the middle, all that jazz. It was kind of like there was this one way to play the Shanahan offense. And I think they drafted Lance explicitly to kind of unlock the run game and to unlock, um, you know, stuff down the field outside the numbers, all that stuff. And I think we actually saw a little bit with Purdy what that can look like. Like Purdy did a little bit more throwing outside the numbers, throwing deep, um, you know, scrambling, stuff like that. And I think... In theory, Trey Lance is just a a supercharged version of that where his tools are just better. And you just hope that with him getting a little bit healthier, now having a couple of seasons of of experience, understanding the playbook under, you know, um, stuff like that, that he can finally step into being an impact starter. But um, I really like Lance as a prospect, so I'm hoping he gets a legitimate chance. And I'm really hoping that, you know, he can kind of become the player that we want him to be because I think, getting a player as dynamic as him with those tools on top of the Shanahan offense, you know, just his scheme on top of all the skill players they have. I mean, they might have magic. You mentioned dynamic and we think about Jalen Hurts and what he did as a quote dynamic player. Is Trey Lance able to be as dynamic as Jalen Hurts or is he just going to be a different sort of a two-way threat at quarterback? I would say he's he's fairly similar. I, at least my read on it is Hertz is probably a little bit more creative at this stage in his career, and I think at least part of that probably has to do with you know Hertz just has so much more experience, right? He started as a freshman at Alabama, mostly played as a starter from then up until now. You know he kind of took like half of his rookie season off, and then there was a little bit at Alabama where he didn't play, but he's mostly played a lot of very very high football for the past you know seven years or so. Whereas Lance, you know, he played at the, he played one year at the FCS level, was incredible, obviously, um, but hasn't really played serious football since then. And so I think that level of creativity that kind of enables Hertz's, you know, dynamic play, I think that is probably going to take a couple of seasons for Lance. But just in terms of being able to unlock the run game, um, doing some of the design stuff, I think especially between the tackles, um, kind of like Hertz can do, I think a lot of that stuff. Lance can do it's just like I said he's gonna have to get the reps and it's gonna take some time because just in terms of his his experience he's so much further behind than a guy like Jalen Hurts is Derek Klassen quarterback content Bleacher Report uh New York Times Sports as well with us here on 95.7 the game Derek I'll, I'll go ahead and freely admit I'm someone who through the last few years of Kyle Shanahan 49er football um I am a major defender of quarterbacks who go out there and win and therefore I battle against this idea that oh they're just a product of Kyle Shanahan's system and it feels to me a little bit like uh like like there are plenty of people out there I wonder if you're one of them who sort of are going to blow off what Brock Purdy did because product of of the system what's your response to that I think I probably lean somewhere in the middle I mean I'll, I'll start with my starting point is I think Shanahan is is the best offensive mind in the NFL, even over guys like Reed and stuff. I think he just, the way that he's able to understand how to mesh his run and pass looks, how to get linebackers in a bind, how to get safeties in a bind, Like I think he's just kind of one of one in that regard, and then you add that on top of two receivers who are basically number ones, you know, maybe the best tight end in the NFL. There's just so much there to work for, um, with if you're a quarterback where it kind of puts you into easy mode that being said my thing with Brock Purdy is like and in the Shanahan offense I do think you have to have the skills that you have to be a really confident passer and you have to have good timing I think he showed some of that you know at least for you know a rookie I think he did pretty good in those areas where I think Purdy impressed me and I think kind of like I said earlier unlocked something new in the Shanahan offense was you know when we watched Jimmy Garoppolo all he could do was sit in the pocket he wouldn't move he was only throwing over the middle that's all he had but Purdy kind of unlocked these other elements of the offense where it was like, oh, we have a quarterback who can scramble now. And, you know, defensive linemen can't just tee off and know that they're going to get this guy who's stationary in the pocket and they can just go hit him. He kind of added this extra element of, you know, spice to the offense that wasn't there previously. And when you add that on top of what is already like a top three offensive structure in the NFL, I think that's why you saw 
that offense kind of reach a new height, even despite, um, you know, some of Purdy's, I think, inconsistencies as a rookie. It's just because I think he unlocked so many other things in the offense. So I probably think he's getting a little overrated because I think his numbers, you know, were obviously incredible playing in that offense. But I think he proved that he's like, he's a legitimate NFL quarterback. Like, he's no worse than a guy like, you know, I don't know, Taylor Heineke, who has proven that he's a solid NFL quarterback and, like, he can go out and win you games. Like, I don't know what pretty ceiling is, but I think he's at least that kind of player, and you, you hope that he can develop into a little bit more. Yeah, surgery upcoming for Purdy. He'll be out, and the Niners will need to bring in another quarterback for insurance at the very least. Who among the free agents would you think that they should tab to come in and be able to run the Shanahan system while Purdy is out and Lance is maybe still developing? Oh man, that that's a tough one. Um, I think <laughs> yeah. definitely not. Definitely not Drew Locke. Um, I, I don't think he really is going to fit what they're going to want to do. And I think they're probably not going to end up getting you know some of the higher end guys because it, it would just kind of crowd the QB room too much. Um, if maybe they can, you know, I actually don't remember if Andy Dalton is a free agent. Like if he is available, I think that actually makes a lot of sense for what they do. Oh yeah, there um, you go. But, but I actually haven't thought too much about you know what what their free agent options are going to be. Um, Andy Dalton's a name that uh, that, that that has been thrown Red around a little pistol. bit. Yeah, uh, and and yes, he was on a one year deal. So uh, there it is. Um, I there love it. Is. it. And, and <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, hey, Derek. Uh, I, I I'm betting we're going to do this again this summer. Um, so thank you very much for hopping on. Yeah, thank you guys. I'll I'll, I'll be happy to be back. Okay, Derek Clausen, uh, great quarterback content. You can check him out at QB Class on uh, on Twitter, Bleacher Report, New York Times, and you know I I just think that uh, in theory what he's saying about Trey Lance makes sense, but I go back to say Matt Mayoko's report from a couple months ago. If if Purdy is healthy, how how do you? I, I just don't know how you pitch to the locker room that he doesn't get the first crack right. next season. You don't. Yeah. And it, yeah, I don't know. When they were immediately calling him Big Sock Brock and they were all rallying around him, and before he went on the eight-game win streak, they loved what he brought. They loved the way he approached it. This is no disrespect to Trey Lance, but you don't win eight straight and lead your team to the NFC championship game and then all of a sudden lose your gig to a guy who is even more unproven than you are. So assuming the Brock Purdy surgery happens and he's <laughs> back in point. six months. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, he may go in in a week and it's, hey, we still need to wait for the inflammation to go down. He may not have surgery until March 15th, which puts him out till September 15th. Which means Trey Lance is your opening day starter. Yeah, which you, and and you hope. I mean, I certainly hope the Forty yeah, Niners exactly. feel like he's able to to uh, to to take on that gig in the same way that they did last year on Week One. Um, all right, we definitely want to get uh, to your phone calls and back to this uh, Warrior content. Monty Poole on with uh, with uh, Damon and Ratto yesterday, and and we haven't even gotten all of it. The Draymond stuff, and even his read on this year's locker room and whether or not there's a playoff run. What I'm I'm starting to realize is kind of fascinating, by the way. Like, we've now had a couple of national people on who are like, are you kidding me? You're doubting the Warriors. John Ireland comes on. Are you kidding me? You're doubting the Warriors. You're nuts. It's almost like flipped from what it usually is. Right. The national perception is, they're going to give up on the Warriors. But locally, there there's pessimism. And it's even coming from those who are inside the locker room. And that's what matters to me. Like, you want to talk about vibe. The vibe right now is is not right. Monty Poole, yesterday, 95-7 the game, Damon and Ratto, on the Warrior vibe this year versus previous years. The vibe and the reality have not been the same. And, you know, no matter what gets said, and they often say the right things. But when you watch them on the court, you know, you don't, you don't, you see it all over the place. There are games you watch them on the court and you think, wow, they look really good. And there's games you watch them on the court and they're like, they look terrible. And so the vibe is, yeah, it's optimistic, but that hasn't really mattered. When you have a team that can identify its problems, but here we are four months into the season almost and unable to solve those problems, you have a real issue. <laughs> and so it, it's hard to know if they will solve the problem at any point in the next 24 games, we know that if they don't, they will miss the playoffs. If they do, 
they will either be in a play-in or top six position. But the vibe is, yeah, that we know what we have to do and we and we still can do it. But hearing that and feeling that is not the same as actually seeing it because it hasn't been, it hasn't happened. Uh, I, we've heard teams try to flip the switch and talk about it, right? Championship pedigree. Uh, you heard Shaq and Kobe do this. You've heard Steph, Clay, and Dre do this where it's like, um, we know what to do. Just trust us. We know what to do. And yes, we've seen it work. They did it last year. Yeah, they won their last five games in they flipped the switch. Steph Curry got healthy. They flipped it. They won the chip. I feel like most of the time when we hear that, we know what to do. And and, and I know we haven't done it yet, but we know what to do and we're going to do it. Most of the time when you hear that, it doesn't work. Doesn't mean it can't. Most of the time, it doesn't work. Right. Only one team wins the championship, and usually that team doesn't need to, quote, flip the switch because they've been good for the most part of the year. They've been good. Like the first Warriors championship year, they were good from the jump. They were a good team. They went through the season as a good team. They had a little bit of a struggle in the playoffs until they didn't, and then they were able to win the championship. Last year was different. They had an unbelievable start, and then they had injuries. Clay didn't play. Draymond missed a bunch. Steph got hurt late. Then they got healthy at the end, and they flipped the switch, and they were able to win it. Uh, let's go to Jonathan in San Francisco uh, here on Weather and Dibs. We'll take your calls, 888-957-9570. Hey, Jonathan, what are you doing? Uh, just enjoying the comfort of my home and then just listening to my favorite radio station. Oh, man. We love you, Jonathan. boy. We love you. Hey, you're just absorbing all this uh, warrior news, and, man, it's crazy, huh? But uh, I, I truly believe, and I still got faith in this guys because, you know, they, they just they show us results time and time again, right? Um, I, I think they should go uh, 16, uh, 16 wins out of out of the, the 24, so they, they could absorb maybe eight losses just to be in an ideal situation. I'm not afraid of Phoenix. I'm not afraid of Dallas. Uh, those those teams, they don't have any defense. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty worried about uh, the Clippers because they got Terminator, Kawhi, and then Denver look like the, the the right you know the the right the right team for this year because they're so complete and they have you know the two time MVP and, and uh, Jokic. But uh, hey, like I said, I got Peyton this guys, and all they need to do is play smarter basketball. You know, do, do not settle for those uh, you know outside uh, shots too much. Hey, just what they did in the playoffs last year, especially in the finals against Boston Celtics, they need to commit to get into the rack and getting foul, you know, you know, um, free throws. And, and, of course, gang rebound and play defense. Hey, watch. In the last 10 games of the regular season, they're going to come together. Well, I th- Jonathan, thanks, man. I, I mean, know. interesting the way he laid that out. There, there's no, I, the Those way are things I look that they don't it, do. The, I, right. But they have in the past. I sort of look at it this way. When you've earned what they've earned, okay, the whole lot of credibility – you have no choice. Right, you have right. no choice but to have faith until they clearly show you that you shouldn't have faith anymore. I have faith, but what Jonathan was laying out, he's laying out a scenario that this team does not do. Stop jacking up threes. You lead the league in three pointers attempted. Get to the foul line more. You are thirtieth in the association in free throw attempts well, per game. Those two things are related. Yes, they are related. Yes. So the things that he's prescribing as fixes, this team doesn't do. You don't defend. You run up and down, shoot threes. You don't get to the foul line. You turn it over a bunch, and you foul more than any other team outside of one in the association. Those aren't fixable, though. Like first of all, I know I have no. no problem with the Warriors being one of the highest three point shooting teams out there. Uh, that makes sense. They've got a lot of good three-point shooters. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they need to be fouled the most. And obviously, they've been imploring their team to play smarter and more engaged defense. And they have been that collectively in the past. Not this year, right. but they have been that in the past. So again... It's all going to go to health and switch flipping and and all of that. Right. And I think that's less than likely, but I'm not going to believe that it's impossible until they really show me that it's impossible. And I just wonder how defined the finish of this year is going to be. Like, for instance, we all think to ourselves, I think this is human nature of a fan. All right. They're going to turn it on and they're going to win it all. Or it's going to crash and burn and they're going to lose in the 9-10 game. 
in the play-in tournament. Well, what about a tweener? So this whole idea of Draymond opting in and out, is Bob Myers doing a good job and gets a great offer? What if the Warriors work their way to the sixth seed? And then in that first round, they take on the three seed, which could be... It could be Sacramento. It's the Kings right now. It could be. It could be the Clippers. But let's could say be Phoenix. It could be Phoenix. But let's say it was. I mean, it could be any of them. But let's say it's the Kings, and and they win that series. Yeah. And then you move on to the next round. Whoop and, that trick. And you battle Memphis, and you take them to seven and lose. Or you beat Memphis because I mean, but if you beat them and you get into the conference finals. You are officially contending for a championship, yeah. and I think it becomes defined. I don't think the whole, like, keep the band together thing, they have to win it all. If you get to the Final Four, you're dancing. You're dancing. But what if they are, what if they make noise in the playoffs and prove themselves to be in the mix? Still but, viable. But not quite dancing. Right. Not to the conference finals. What do you do? Because it's sort of like undefined. You're there. Yeah. You're not really there, but you're also clearly not dust either. You're not done. Right. I think the question is not what do you do? It's what does he do? And by he, I mean Draymond, Draymond Green. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'll ask you this, Mark. Do you think that Draymond Green has already decided in his mind what he wants to do? No. Now, you know, you, you think well, that because if he what if he wants if he wants to I get a three year deal worth seventy million dollars if he wants that I think he wants that from the Warriors. Well, he didn't get that from the Warriors. What he, he wanted get it from then. the Warriors was a max deal, right, but he didn't get it then. And like, I don't think he's getting it now. Well, but if uh, and that's my opinion because I, the Warriors. You're probably right. Are you going to continue to go up and over the luxury tax threshold? I would think not. for a guy who punched your young star in the face. And I know I keep going back to that. No, and people want to accuse me for no, leaning on that. I think it's totally fair, and I also think it speaks to what we were talking about earlier about how difficult this is going to be for Joe Lacob to navigate in a way that the fans like. Because there's two things here. We talked about, oh, does it blow up and you elevate your son? That's not going to play well. Here's the other thing that's not going to play well, and it's kind of unfair to Joe. Because this guy's going to be, you know, author's checkbook championships, and he spent more money than anybody in the history of sports, I think. But if this thing falls apart because Joe wants to stop spending money, I, I hate to tell him the truth. This is unfair, but the fans will hold that against you. Right, they even will. though he spent he's spent more money than any owner in the well, history of the association. Won't matter, you know. Fans four like, championships, you have Absolutely. the money, so spend it. Especially the new fan who doesn't remember the lean years. The new fan who's so used to winning and parades and confetti, they're more likely to hold it against him. But to me, and to your point, how does it end? If Draymond Green just says, "Hey, you know, I'm looking to." to try something somewhere else. Thank you, Warriors. It's been great. But I, I want to try and do something somewhere else, and I got a long-term deal. Thank you, and I'm on to wherever he wants to go. That's okay. If Bob Myers decides that he wants to GM somewhere else, and the sense is, well, Joe Lacob didn't want to pay me, and you know I got more money to go be in Charlotte or whatever, that cuts differently than if yep. Bob says, hey, I'm I'm burnt out. I want to spend time with my family. Thank you, Warriors. So it all depends on how these pieces break off. I agree with that. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's all brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Let's go to Vince in uh, San Carlos. Hey, Vince, what are you doing? Hey, uh, I'm on the old 101 uh, driving on my way to work. Nice. And, uh, the Bayshore Freeway. I, I would just say, the <laughs> yeah, and good old Brisbane right now. Um the one thing I would say that's been consistent this year for the Warriors is their inconsistency. And if you look at years past with championship runs, they've always had um, some consistency with their their starters or their bench or both. So I think if they're going to make the playoffs, they've got to get consistent now. Their playoffs have to start now. Um, and they got to start relying on some of these bench guys to actually start with that consistency night in, night out, and not just have it be a fluke. You know, hey, the big three, they've earned that, you know, respect and that trust that, okay, yeah, maybe they can flip a switch. The bench has not, including, uh, you know, our young star in, in Jordan Poole. And so he showed it last year in the playoffs where he, you know, faded in the playoffs, honestly. And so 
are we going to get the consistency from the young star? Are we going to get consistency from these new bench players that we haven't seen yet? And I think that's going to be the key to them not only making the playoffs, but if they even have a hope of getting out of that first round, they got to step it up. And, and uh, as you guys know, the playoffs are a tough animal. Night in, night out, playing that same team over and over again. Yep. Yeah, no uh, doubt. I mean, Vince, thanks. I, I, I agree with the concept. Here's the problem. Like, I think sometimes we come from a spot that's unrealistic. We want consistency. They haven't even had lineup consistency. Right. How can you be, like, we're saying, okay, consistency starts tonight. I know Steph and Andrew aren't there, but here we go. Consistency. Right. And it's like, no, because next and week the lineup's going to change again. Andrew comes back tomorrow, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. say. Well, Clay may not play. It's the second half of back-to-back. So Clay's out. Where's the consistency? Steph's out for maybe six games. When he comes back, maybe Wiggins is still out for personal reasons. And even if Steph comes back, Clay may not play on a back-to-back. So there is no consistency, especially when you're dealing with an 82-game season and there's load management. And we ask for consistency from young players like Poole and Kaminga and the definition of of young player is inconsistency. Exactly. Like that's just that's being young in any job, being young in life. It's just it's inconsistent. And Steve Kerr doesn't play them consistent right. consistently. Yeah. Pool yes, but Kaminga and Moody no. And you've got two guys on two way deals. Are they both going to get signed? And if they are, does that mean somebody on the roster who is in street clothes a lot does he get cut? Does he get outright waived? There's a lot of things that still have to be resolved. Do my kids get up when the alarm goes off? Sometimes it's inconsistent. They're young players. Exactly. That's just the way it is. It's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's what you still haven't heard from Monty Poole, uh, who we should thank for our entire show today. Um, here's what you still haven't heard, which is what he said about Draymond opting in or opting out. And we'll get to that next, and we will keep going with your phone calls at 888-957-9570 on Willard & Dibs. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 